following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome back to another episode of Eat Sleep List, your home for list making here at the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Dan Torres, and a happy Sunday to each and every one of you, which is when we are recording. Um, I am here live and in person this week uh, with my good friend, my co-host, my buddy, Matt Johnson. Hi. It's, Hi. I feel like it's been a couple weeks since we did it in studio. Yeah. Has it been? I think it has been, at least since before you went on your trip and everything. Like yeah. That. I haven't seen you in person since you got back. It has been a little while. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so it's been a bit. I'm glad you had a great trip, and I'm glad Indy was everything you wanted it to be this it time is. around. It is. It is my favorite uh, My favorite place to be, favorite city to be at. Um so nice. We talked about it plenty last week, uh, but yeah, it was wonderful. And we got a lot of good feedback from uh, last week's list, too, by the way. Yes, good. Um, a lot of good feedback from it. Cool, good people listening. So we thank you all for that. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm a little sleepy, but I'm excited. It's football Sunday, and uh, we are, we are, Dan, I picked a fun one today. Yeah, this is, this is definitely a really good one. And I, uh, I had wanted to do this one for a little bit. I, first of all, thank you for making it up bright and early. I yes. I had even done bright and early for my show too. You just did so we could, even earlier. Even no, earlier. I, this, so that, this is partially my mess. Uh, now I mess up. Um, I was asked to be on another show that I've. I'm like, I was like, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. But they're good dudes. I wanted to show up on mm-hmm. other show. So I, I thank you for accommodating me. Of course, anytime. I know our schedules are all over the place sometimes. Um, but yes, this is a great fun way to get our morning started. We are doing this week our top 10 movies that are so bad that they're good. Yes. And I've had this one um, on a list of topics to do for a really long time. And I thought with like fall and especially when I think of like scary movies, I think of a lot of movies that are so bad they're good when it comes to that category there are a lot of those yeah yeah. so like the fall feel outside kind of made me gravitate towards this list some of these are so some of these ones that i put on here are just bad some of them are really good like so bad they're watchable there's a lot of different ways that this topic can be taken so yeah i'm curious to kind of hear what your like research and stuff for this was or how easy this was for you it, it was so it was easy yet challenging my approach to it was movies that were either perceived like people hate that i enjoyed or movies that i enjoyed that everybody hated okay it, that was kind of the way it looked and predominantly it's 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 movies that were that everybody else hated that i was like you know what i could find a little bit of a 
his, uh, I can find a little bit of positivity in this, but there are some ones that when you think about it, when you take like emotion out of it and think about the story and everything, it's like, God, that's a stupid concept, but I loved it. And there's a cut. Cu- there's a couple on here. I know you're gonna appreciate some of these, but there's a couple on here who that are honestly most of these are near and dear to my heart. I would say most of these are near and dear to my heart, and um, uh, but they're all like they're. <laughs> They're, they're, yeah, they're not, they're not gonna show up on anybody's top ten favorite movies of all time, no. and they're not, they, they might, they might show up on top ten worst. They yeah, might. some, of, some of them definitely would. Um, with that being said, let's dive right into it, the, it into this this week because I feel like we're gonna have a lot of good conversation to go with some of these movies that we picked. So, without further ado, our top ten movies that are so bad that they're good. Matt, lead us off with number 10. Okay, so this one might be a little controversial. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of parody movies. I'm not the... I, I, I can appreciate them. I, I do appreciate their their effort, and, and they're just like... But the, like the plot and story is so dumb, but I guess that's the point of it, right? Mm. So for this one, I'm going to go with... This, this movie came out probably 15 or so years ago. Um... Shaun of the Dead. Okay, I'm gonna go with Shaun of the Dead here. Uh, I I think it's I think it is funny. You haven't headphone trouble? There we go. just one ear I lost. So there weird. we go. Okay, we got it. very weird. Um, like if you just look at the overall, like I love a good zombie film, and zombie films are you know it's it's they're hit or miss. Yes. This, the intention of this movie was to be goofy. You know, very much intended to be goofy. Um, this overall plot and stuff is just like bad, but in a funny way. So that's where I'm coming from when I, when I go with this. So Shaun of the Dead comes into my number 10, just the, just some of the, just the nonsense, the ideas, you know, the ending where he's playing games with his, with the zombie. Um, it's just, uh, and it's, that's more of a. Yeah, again, it was it was intentionally done that way. Yeah, it, that that movie is, it's so bad as good. It's good, but it's also so creative Very, to it. A lot of senses yeah. where it could be so appreciated for what it was. That's a really good entry for that list. Not bad. It's not bad. The other ones, people are gonna be like, okay, this is that we get these, but that one, Shaun of the Dead, because some people have said this is one of the better you know comedy movies of all time. So. Um, Trust me, the list gets much better slash worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. Like, this one I feel like I'm ranking based on what I enjoy the least to what I enjoy the most out of all these bad yes. movies I picked. And it's like, oh, man, it, it's really like pulling teeth with some of these. <laughs> yeah. uh, my number 10, I'm going to go with a movie that came out relatively recently, like within the last 10 years. Um, it's the movie version of the musical Cats. <laughs> so this this got ripped apart when it came out. It if you bad. remember, like everybody was I never ripping seen this it, thing apart. They were tearing it up. Dude, Cats as a musical is not great in itself. Like it's it's been on Broadway forever and people are like, why the hell is this still here? Like what is going on? with It's a weird concept. Yeah. It's a weird, weird, weird concept. But man, this movie was, oh God, it was brutally bad. Like not even, 
like kind of enjoy you're like how did they spend this much money on this giant piece of crap and they thought any of this looked it's so creepy the cgi so is not creepy. great in it I, you go in sober and you come out on drugs that's <laughs> that's what happens when you watch that movie it's terrible there um it's sir uh uh ian uh, ian mckellen yeah. is in that movie at his first scene, he's like lapping up milk, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so bizarre." <laughs> yeah, it was. I I don't know because I watched it one time in music class, the the original play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even then, I was like, eh. "Yeah, you know, some people love it. I guess teach their own. It is what it is." But, um, yeah, when they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna do like a live action version of it," I was like, "Oh god." Yeah. <laughs> What are I, we doing? I don't know why they ever thought that was a good idea, my, especially the style it looked. Yeah, my favorite memory of that is when Ricky Gervais was doing like one of his like uh, he did one of those silly Hollywood award show things, and and he's like he mentioned cats and he goes yeah it's something about James Cor was his name Corden Corbin yeah James Corden being a fat pussy or something like that the way he phrased it was just so funny. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I just it was tone oh. deaf. I I don't know. I I don't know. It's Awful, so bad. Awful, so, so bad. terrible. But great choice. Thank great you, sir. It, it definitely makes for good uh, stories to tell afterwards. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent does. All right, number nine on our movie list, Matt. Oh god. Okay, this is where it gets good. So when I'm looking through, I'm skimming through this list right now, and it's like I feel like in the in the Mid two thousands, I can go to any store that sold DVDs and find these all in the five dollar <laughs> bargain bin. Every single one of these. Uh, I'm going to put a. I think it's late nineties, early two thousands Nickelodeon classic, uh, Good Burger. Oh, very good. Welcome to Good Burger, home mm, of the Good, good Burger. Burger. Can I take your order? What the fuck? I love this movie, but it like if you just think about it. It's, <laughs> the overall just principle of it, the storyline, the just the goofiness, yep, the over the top, you know, just right. It was Cal. Cal was kind of like weird, like he was not weird, but he was kind of off. And you know, they have like Shaq in it. It was just like, like all right, we got to throw in as much ridiculousness as we can and make this movie. And it's a cult classic. Like, don't get like it's. I I love watching this movie. I think it. I still think it's funny. But when you take back like the goofy, like the, the laughter, it's like, man, this plot is stupid. So this bad. acting is dumb. Like it, it not like dumb, but you know what I mean? It's just like this would not hold up well in modern no. times. And but it was very for the time. It was very like I feel like it captured Nickelodeon's image in the late nineties. Yes. <laughs> very much so. So that's that's why I got good burger on here. It was you know it's you know it's like oh Shaq's like oh you forgot the tomatoes, oh and, my and, God. I, and he threw him the tomatoes out of his pocket, and it was just like it was just so over the top and goofy. <laughs> I'm actually curious. I want to look up what this movie got on like Rotten Tomatoes. It's a cult classic for sure. They're so, making a second one. Yeah, good burger, Rotten Tomatoes. I need to find this. Um, not that like it's 
<laughs> it's got a 33% yeah. for uh, critics or the tomato meter, 63% audience score. Eat, that so, sounds about right. Which yeah. is, I think that's the perfect description of what we're doing here is a bad, a movie so bad it's good. Yes. Um, oh, 97. Okay. So that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a great entry for this list. It really is just like the cheesiest, weirdest, like movie, but people love it. Yeah, people gravitate towards that one so they, much. They do. They sing. They say the you know they they say the the phrase. I remember everybody talking about it. My, yeah, I didn't see it until fifth grade. Like they actually showed it in one of our classes. Like just to, all right, we got a slow day. We're we're watching movies today. We're watching Good Burger today. Um, and I remember trying to show it to my dad. And I'm, he's like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> So, so there it is. My number nine is Good Burger. That's amazing. Love it. Thank you. Uh, my number nine is also going to be like one of those bin movies that you would definitely find in places. There are a couple ones on here that I can definitely picture as being in that $5 bin at like wherever you would go for it. What was that place in the FYE? FYE. They'd be in like the FYE bins. Yes. Or like even like Blockbuster or Blockbuster, Rite Aid or Walmart, something like that. Target, yep. Kmart. Kmart had a notoriously big $5. Notorious big. Yeah, they, they had a lot of them. Um, but this one would definitely be in there. And this is the mid-2000s uh, Oscar Award winning movie, The Love Guru. Oh, my <laughs> God. I have a funny story about this. Continue. Uh, man, it's just terrible movie, all in all. How he got Jessica Alba and Justin Timberlake to do that movie, I'll never know. Probably because they weren't doing much at that time. No. Man, this movie was not enjoyable at all. All really, it was like a big budget film that was supposed to be one of these stupid, goofy, like romantic comedy type movies, and it didn't check any box whatsoever. Like, people did not enjoy that movie when it came out. I would see I another like kind of SmackDownish memory. I think I remember seeing a lot of like previews on SmackDown and yeah. UPN for the movie and stuff, I, and being even from that like. This doesn't look like what is this supposed to be about? Like what what do we have going on? This is I have two Mike Myers movies on, oh, do you? on my list. And this he has is a lot of these. This is fit. the first one that I have on there, but this is by far like one of the worst movies he's ever done, man. <laughs> it's it's bad. And the only reason it survived is because his name is attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, no doubt about it, man. This is coming off. He was like Mike Myers was. I mean, he was always kind of big, and he's still pretty big. Not that he really does many movies anymore, but that was coming off of you know his Austin Powers stint. Shrek is at peak popularity, but yo, my so hear this, please. Okay, so I was very very excited. There was this girl that I absolutely loved in high school. <laughs> absolutely loved her. But she had a boyfriend. So I was like, okay, I'll wait. I had heard through the grapevine that she had broken up with said boyfriend. So I'm like, hey, do you want to go to the movies? We're going to go to the cheap shows, the four seasons at the time. And and she's like, what movie do you want to see? I'm like, let's go see The Love Guru. Oh, I, I we show up a few minutes late. I'm walking in. 
And she's sitting there with her boyfriend, and I hid us in next to the boyfriend. No. And he knew exactly what I was doing. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, that's brutal. Oh, this yeah, I was heartbroken. <sighs> Me and the dude are friends. We're super tight now. We did that's... the we did the show before, but <laughs> but I was just like, what the fuck? Like it sounds bad in hindsight that I was just waiting for this relationship. To I, get fall apart I get it. I get it. But I, I get it. <laughs> loved this girl, and I seen him. I'm like, oh, like when you think you're going on a date, and then you got to sit through the love guru. Oh my god, that is that's hell. That's hell. And I barely even got to talk because you go to the movies, you don't talk. You don't talk, and that was it. And obviously, I'm not going to ask her to hang out afterwards. Wow. So. <laughs> You just brought back a very painful memory. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Love Guru is painful for me, too. So it, 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 it makes sense. I guess. Yes. <laughs> All right. Number eight <laughs> on our movies list after that trauma. Oh, God. Okay. Number eight. I'm going to put the original uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Good one. Good entry. With uh, John Leguizamo and, um, oh, God. Oh, who the hell else is in that? That's a good. <laughs> I know uh, Bob, uh, Bob Hoskins. Okay, oh yes, Bob Hoskins. Yes. I this came out in what ninety three? So ninety three. So I'm two years old at this point, roughly. As I come to age, you know, playing video games, excited about all that, all that jazz. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just elated, you know, that there's a video game movie out there, right? I, I think around this age, you know, I, by the time I hit this age, like, I think Mortal Kombat had come out. That really shitty Street Fighter movie came out. Yeah. Uh, and then Super Mario Brothers comes out, and or, or it had been out, and I discover it. And I'm like, oh, I really want to watch this. My dad's like, no, you don't. He grew up with a Nintendo, Atari, all this stuff. He knew. Like, he, he grew up on the video games. He goes, no, you don't. I'm like, no, I do. I'm like, all right. I just remember being just so just blown away that there was a Mario and Luigi in live action. And I loved it. I didn't care how bad it was. I didn't care how bad Bowser looked and, you know, just the whole just plot of the movie. Um, there's a, I watched a documentary on the behind the scenes of all that. And, oh, my God, uh, the production was just a nightmare. But it, it has a cult following. It's it's one of those films that has an absolute cult following. So I I, I love it for it. Um, the new animated version was so good with Chris Pratt and, and company, yeah, Jack Black. That and was all them. I actually just watched that recently for the so first good. time, and I thought they did such a good job with it. They did such a good job. It um the beginning where they're doing the commercial as the Italians and they're oh, doing the yeah. over the top things. I was like, that's all I wanted. I just wanted you guys to like reference that once him doing the Italian things. It would have gotten so annoying if they did that the entire time, and I'm so glad they didn't stick with that choice. Yes, nobody wanted to hear Mario's dialogue like that for an hour and a half. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Now they made a good choice. You know, Chris Pratt took a lot of flack for getting it. And they're like, "Oh, the Mario voice dude is right there," and it's like, "Yeah, but I don't." Again, like you said, I don't want to hear him for a full movie. No. Pratt killed it. Like I, and there are a lot of apologies that are owed towards Mr. Pratt. Yes, for that, um, great movie. But yes, this is the OG live action. I don't know a lot of video games. It's hard to picture them working in live action. Um, Pokemon did a very good job of it. 
Yeah. With the Let's Go Peek or no, Detective Pikachu movie. But I don't think, like, Mario, you can't do that. Even when they redid um, the Pokemon first movie, when they did it in, like, that. The, yeah, the different style, yeah. Yeah, that looked pretty damn good when they did it like it. that, too. It was And it was fine like it. Yeah. Right, it was basically the same artistic style as Super Mario Bros. Um, I, I think that's a fair style. There's certain, there's certain games you can translate to live action For very sure. well. Um, like Tomb Raider, I think Resident Evil, which well they they can be done well. Look at look at what they just did with Last of Us with the oh yeah 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 it, it, which is you know really great. Uh, the Witcher, which I think is right, is that a game? Yeah, it's yeah. based on a game, mm-hmm. right? Um, those can be done really well when they're taken seriously. But Super Mario Bros was the I believe it was the very one of the very first. Yes, um, it was it was yep first feature length live action film based on a video game. So it was a trial and error. They thought they could make a bunch of money off just the name alone, and just. But obviously, I feel like that's starting to turn around a little bit, and yes. they're they're looking at video games. They're trying to they're trying to find people who actually give a shit about the source material instead of people who just want to take the name and this concept and throw something haphazardly out there. But uh, Super Mario Bros. It is my number eight. Yes. Yes. Yeah, number eight. Very good. Thank you. I I love that choice. Um, I'm going to put. Mark Wahlberg's The Happening at my number eight. Have you ever seen oh, this movie? I, it's been a little while. Man. I love Mark Wahlberg too. And yeah. It was so anticlimactic. It it had kind of a cool concept because it was like these plants that were popping up and the spores that people were breathing in were making them like kind of do brain-dead things or, like, kind of turning them into zombies a yes. little bit. But it didn't end up going anywhere at all. This is this is the most disappointing one on this list for me, I think, because it had the potential to be really, really good, but it just did, it did not take off. When you're thinking at some point, like, okay, so they're going to solve this, they're going to do... It didn't further itself right. at all. And you had Mark Wahlberg, who was just like wandering around the whole time, like, "What's going on? What's going on? Why is this happening?" Like, it, it was, it, it was ridiculous. As a movie, they just could have saved it, developed it a little bit more. It could have been a huge blockbuster hit. But it was, man. I remember watching parts of it and being like, "Okay, this is creepy. This could be like really good." But then, like. They just drop the ball with everything else. It's yeah. another one that's like a mid two thousands, like thriller type. Of, it's when who directed it? I recently rewatched um, when a stranger. Oh, calls. Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Shyamalan not, did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was easily one of the lower end Shyamalan movies. This that's is a out ba- there. this is a yeah two thousand eight. It came out. Yeah. Um, because this was, Shyamalan had, this was like the first of like a few, I don't know if this is the first, but there was a stretch of really bad M. Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah. Like, Signs was great, Love Signs. The Village was great, the ending was, threw people off, and then there was just bad, 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 bad. Yeah. A bunch of bad, like, just not good reviewed movies. And that was one, that was like a weird one that it was like, dude, if you would have just developed this, you could have really had something with that. Oh yeah, yeah, but it, it it's in that weird thriller category with uh, when a stranger calls, which I just recently rewatched. Which nothing happens in that movie. In a stranger calls, nothing 
happens at all. Like it is, it is a pointless waste of time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this this kind of felt the same. It was after you watched the habit, it kind of felt like you wasted two and a half hours <laughs> of your time. Uh, so yeah, that put uh, that got a spot at my number eight for that reason. Excellent. On to our number sevens. All right, our number sevens. Um, I'm going to actually pull an audible here. I have one on this list, and I'm like, you know what? In hindsight, it's really not that good. Uh, <laughs> but this one, it wasn't it wasn't well-received. A lot of people didn't like it, but I, I found some value in it. It wasn't great. Uh, I'm going to go with the very last X-Men movie, okay, for my number seven. This was Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, like... I watched it first on um, uh, Firestick. I yes. found it on Firestick, and then we eventually went to the movies to watch it. And I, it was so disappointing being an X Men fan, watching the whole X Men franchise just contradict itself, contradict itself. We're gonna go back in time and alter this and that, and shit just doesn't make sense, and blah 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 blah. Um, but when when I took a look at X Men Dark Phoenix as a solo movie, uh, I, lo- I I thought it was really I thought it was really good. I liked uh, Ty was it Ty Sheridan as Cyclops? Yes, I think it was his name. I thought he was really really good in that movie, and there was some nice upside. Uh, Beast was pretty good. They did like a little Dark Beast thing, um, and there was some other thing. People hated it, and it it was obviously tanked. Or Marvel didn't help it because they wanted to get the sale and they wanted to get the X Men rights back to them. Uh, you know, if you look at this, in my opinion, if you look at this movie across the whole X Men storyline, the Fox X Men storyline, it's terrible. But if you look at it as a standalone, I think you can find some value in it. Definitely. And like, I loved the scene where they were all together and they were battling those aliens on the train. When they were all, they broke free, and they were all just like, that. That was the best scene in the whole movie. Like I thought that was cool. I still rewatched that part. Um, it's I, I'm glad I remembered it before I got too far into this list. But it, the superhero genre is notorious for a lot of this stuff. Uh, I think this like you could do a top ten so bad it's good superhero movies. Yes. Um, and I tried to mix it up a little bit, but I think X Men Dark Phoenix definitely belongs on this list. Um, and and maybe I could have bumped it up a few numbers, even though I just kind of shuffled it in. But I, I when I look at it objectively, um, I I think it's I think it I think it holds up okay on its own. And, and people just didn't want to give it a chance because they knew that Marvel was getting it back, and and they knew the track record of the X Men movies. So they just knew they wouldn't put a hundred percent into that movie because yeah. of where they were now. Yeah, I mean, it, of it course, sucked. there was some weird weird stuff in it, and this is their second attempt at doing the. Uh, the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix saga, and it was it, it it missed when you look at when you when you hold it up to the standard of the comic book, it mm. misses. That that's that's basically the point I'm trying to get to. When you hold it up to the standard of that, it misses. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna put Dark Phoenix on this list because I, I did I did enjoy it, um, even though there, it was very flawed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I. Uh, when Julie and I started dating, I told you she's a really big X-Men fan. She loves, like, the movies, and she loved, like, different things with it. So I bought her um, the Dark Phoenix saga, like, the graphic novel version of it. Yeah. For her to, like, to be, like, like read this so you know What's how... What's going on. Like, the most... How 
X-Men can be excellent. Yes. Like how it can be really, really good. So I think I kind of ruined the Dark Phoenix movie for her because of doing <laughs> yeah. that. But man, when they do that right, it's going to be done so good. I cannot wait, my friend. Yeah. I cannot wait. One of these days. It's coming. It's, that's the nice thing about when you look at it through. Like you, you saying that reminded me. It's like... You know, the comic book was so great, you 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 gave it to Julie to kind of give her a warning, but you might have ruined the movie for her. Yeah. When you look at those movies through objective eyes, like, like I'll look at it through, like, my mom's eyes. My mom is not a comic book fan. It's never been her thing. Um, but she'll go see a movie, and she'll be like, you know what, I, you know, and she's like, oh, it was pretty good. And you could tell that she's, like, a genuine thought. And it's like it changes your your, like kind of blows your mind. It's like, okay, we go into these movies with such high expectations and end up disappointed all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of people didn't like The Flash. Yes. You know? Uh, Well, people went in there with low expectations and didn't even give it a chance. Uh, Also, people made up a lot of expectations for The Flash, too. But I'm like, when you try to look at, you know, through somebody who's not a fan, um, which is good good and bad thing, I think you can take a lot more out of movies than, than we have been. I just... Yeah, we're way too critical as a society for, for movies and film. And it's like, man, if you just go in and just try to enjoy it, you might. Yeah, Flash was Flash was okay. They they rushed a lot of things. And I was like, you they could did. have taken your time a little bit more with if you would have just taken a few seconds here and there to just flesh out this or flesh out that just a little bit, it would have been way better. But, it, you know, for what it was, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, very good entry to that list. I really enjoyed that you put that on there. Thank you. Um, my number seven. Let's go with uh, Kane See No Evil at number seven. Oh, man. Man, because it's a WWE film, I'll always get some kind of enjoyment out of seeing this stupid movie. They're so bad. So but bad. it is... Bad. It is a bad, scary movie. It is your st- it's like your stereotypical. I know exactly what's gonna happen. Like throughout this entire through line, like it's big guy t- chases teenagers in a like a very sketchy like hotel. Yeah, kind of thing. It's all it is, and it's like all very gory. Cade's collecting people's eyes as <laughs> as he's killing them afterwards. It's it's very uh interesting i have a very specific memory of being up in ellicottville because my friend jimmy who uh is one of my grade school people uh he used to his family used to have a house up there and we would go up up for weekends all the time it'd be so much fun but uh we had sci-fi on the sci-fi channel or whatever and they used to play Cedo evil all the time so we were watching it it was like my first time watching it up there and Jimmy's dad was coming through. He's like, what are you, like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? And, like, Jimmy's like, dad, go away. Like, we're not letting, you know, you always have that relationship with him. So uh, his parents had a TV in their bedroom, too. So Jimmy's dad walks in the bedroom, and it was like the first time Cade was taking out someone's eyes. And the next shot was him putting it in, uh, like, the preservative jars or whatever. And from the other room, you just hear Jimmy's dad go, Oh, Jimmy, what are you watching? And we're all just dying laughing. It's such a bad, scary movie. It's, it's the, the, 
least thought put into a script I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. But God, I love it. <laughs> Just because yeah. of Kane and the whole. Well, it was cool because like they had done some WWE films at the time. And you're like, okay, a horror movie with Kane has got to be good. But there's just something about WWE movies that they just they get like the worst directors and they get the worst possible like script writers. Bad. And I don't I don't like I don't get it. Like I remember laughing one time, it was K Fame News. They did WWE feel slight they did like an article one time about WWE feeling slighted because they weren't nominated for what, an Emmy or something like that, or or they're slighted again at like the, some movie awards show. And I, I was like, "This is that's actually pretty funny because I've like, there's been maybe one or two good WWE films, but other than that, a lot of them are like direct to DVD. Yep. Like I remember like Big Show and Knucklehead, and then there was the Triple H, uh, the one where he was the bus driver, and there was the Marine. Like I like the Marine in Twelve Rounds. Those could actually probably belong on this list so, too. Uh, yeah. Um, Walking Tall is my favorite one they've ever done. Was that a WWE one? Yeah, yeah. They have their label on it. Oh, do they really? It goes through. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I did. That's like a that good one. one. It's a weird combination. The Rock and Johnny Knoxville as, as a team. It's the weirdest thing, but it worked. I remember the advertisements, it's, but yeah, it somehow it worked. It and, somehow worked really well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. They had some. They had some really, really rough ones. I always just remember the one. Uh, CM Punk promo where he's talking about the chaperone and he's like and it's he's like I want to play and no it's not a clip for the movie chaperone that's coming up <laughs> and Triple H goes how's your movie and he goes oh it went straight to DVD just like yours <laughs> I I can rewatch that segment Brutal. so good over and over uh, but yes, See No Evil took its place on my movies so bad that they're good. That's great. Good choice, my friend. Good <laughs> choice. You. Top six. Top six. All right. I'm going to go. I have quite a few superhero movies on here. I'm going to go with another one that got a lot of, lot of hate back in the day. And I still can rewatch it, even though it when I rewatched its newer, the newer content of it, um, it's, it's, it feels dated. But I like Daredevil. Yeah. Ben yeah. Affleck's Daredevil. It wasn't as bad as a lot of other superhero movies were, for sure. No, when you think about that time period, you know, with, uh, you know, well, X-Men was doing good at that point. Blade was kind of falling off of a cliff around then. Um, we were just around the corner from Fantastic Four and yes. Ghost Rider, yeah. and we had the Ang Lee Hulk movie, which were all weird. Daredevil, <laughs> that movie looks very dated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that Ang Lee Hulk is woof. Edward Norton's Hulk is aged really good, though. I, I love that movie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. They I didn't have as much action as they should have in that, but that is a damn good Hulk movie. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. I, I stand by. I think one of the coolest scenes ever was him jumping out of the, the helicopter yeah, and, cool. and, and bursting out of the ground. Out. That my sidetrack, my me and my buddies left the movie theater and they did a lap around the Regal Cinema parking lot. That's how <laughs> pumped up they were because of that movie. Um, but for Daredevil was really neat. Daredevil was kind of like one of those. Um, I don't know where he would rank. It was like A, B, C, like kind of hero, like what tier? 
I would say he was kind of B-level at that point. You know, obviously X-Men, Spider-Man were at the forefront with the Avengers and some of the other characters. Daredevil was popular. I read some comic books of him. He, I used to love when he showed up in, uh, in Spider-Man animated series. Boom, yep. Yep. He made a cool appearance uh, in the Spider-Man 2000 game. Yes, he did. He did really briefly. Just to, Daredevil was kind of just testing him, and, and it, which was really neat. Um, then he shows up at the end when they're all... When they're playing yeah, cards. they're all playing cards. Yeah, like, oh, such a good game. That was so weird. Thinking about Daredevil playing cards with like Captain America, Spider-Man, and uh, who else was in there? Human Torch was dancing with Black Cat. There was somebody else. Uh, I, oh, who the heck was it? Cause, uh, yeah, it was Punisher... <gasps> yeah, Punisher. Punisher, Punisher, Punisher was the other one. Punisher is the other one. So they're all wild. playing cards. Together. There was a lot of good cameos. And the, in that game. That they cut to the villains in jail, and they're all playing cards too. I I always thought that was such a fun way to end that game. So damn good. Or yeah, Rhino's in the cell. He's like, hey, I'm Rhino. You're an octopus. What's a Mysterio? And then he just sits so out of the thing, and Mysterio goes to the roof. I love that game to death. So uh, but Daredevil was was. Interesting. It was yeah. weird to picture like Ben Affleck as you know as uh, Daredevil. Oh, actually, I thought he was a pretty good Matt Murdock. Yes, I thought he was a very good Matt Murdock. Um, Kingpin. Uh, I actually love the actor Michael Clark, uh, Clark Douglas Dun- Duncan. Uh, Duncan. Yeah, I think it's Michael, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. Duncan. Yeah, he. I thought he carried himself well. And then Colin Farrell, uh, everybody's favorite Penguin. I think. Well, I wouldn't say everybody's favorite, but he did a damn good job of it. Was Bullseye. Yeah. And there was some cool stuff. Jennifer Garner as uh, Electra. Electra was... Uh, she was okay. It was okay. It was okay. But there was some cool stuff. And I like that they were trying to go with less CGI. I think that I remember watching like the, the special edition or some DVD cut. And they tried to avoid CGI. They wanted to look at, uh, as authentic as possible. And I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. And a pre- it had Evanescence, uh, Evanescence oh, song yeah. with it. And I love the training sequence where she's like training with the size and, and the she, sandbags. Wake me up, uh, bring me back to life's playing. Don't they play My Immortal at the funeral too? Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's the most early 2000 shit ever. It's so good. Oh, so, so good. yeah, I'm gonna put Daredevil in it. It was not Excellent. very well received. I don't converse with many people who like it. Um, let's see, 2000. I don't mind it, but as soon as Netflix did Daredevil, you were like. Yeah, that's how it's that's how it's supposed to be done. To, that's yep. And Charlie Cox is like he's great. If they ever put in another Daredevil like besides him, I'll be furious. I'd be disappointed. He is he's just fantastic. Yeah, he's so good. He nails it. Like it was really cool for me to see him in the Hulk like on screen at the end of She Hulk. Yeah, yeah, like, that was wild. <laughs> um, that was wild. So but cool. I actually did. Five point three out of ten on IMDb, forty three percent of Rotten Tomatoes. So, also, uh, John Favreau as Foggy Nelson. Oh that. yeah, remember That's the little basket, the one. door basketball thing where he kept missing and, and Affleck just nails it. Nails it. But isn't that like kind of cool when you think about where Favreau, you know, would be in a couple years yeah. with the Marvel universe, D- directing Iron Man and just going in on everything. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. So cool. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely had the seeds of everything planted in that. So that that's a great, great choice. Um, I am going to put here. I'm. I'll put Catwoman here. Oh God. Um, Halle Berry's Catwoman. I've never watched this, so I'm very curious to Man, see what your opinion. It's like. 
you gotta watch it for exactly what it is because it's like a 2003-2004 movie. She's, you look at the costume and you're like, oh, shit, I see exactly what they're doing with her. And it's, <laughs> it's just the most campy shit you could ever... It's Halle Berry being the shit out of people, being like the sex icon she is at the time. It's exactly... Still is. It still is. <laughs> she still looks still great is. for whatever she, she is. She looks amazing. She looks amazing. She like... Man, it is not a good like when you're like you watch it, you're like, this is supposed to be in Batman's universe. <laughs> it didn't feel but real. This is Gotham. Felt like this is like <laughs> San Diego we're doing this in right now. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It's like she's easily like the worst Catwoman that's ever been depicted just because of how poorly they did her on screen. But it's like, let me see if I could what does IMDb say about this? Because they probably have a really good description of exactly how it feels. But, like, you, there's there's this one fight scene where something so stupid happens I can't even, like, accurately describe it. But they, they depict it as, like, oh, now it's, like... The woman's finally in it. The woman's the only one that can defeat the o- the other one. It was so, like, poor. So, so poor. Hold up. Uh, rotten Tomatoes. Thank God for Rotten Tomatoes because they have the best, <laughs> like, critic teardowns ever. Oh, yes, they do. Let me see. Yeah, so it says Halle, Halle Berry is the lone bright spot, but even she can't save this laughable action thriller. That's <laughs> that's exactly how you could put it through. But because it was like a Batman product, I had to be like, at some point in my life, I was like, okay, well, I have to watch Gotta give this. it a chance. And it's like, I might as well have not seen this movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of these days we'll kick back and we'll watch we'll it together. I'm it. fine with that. Because uh, it's been, what, 20 years since it came out? Oh, yeah. Just and about? Easily, I would say. 2004, so almost 20 years. I've done okay so far with not seeing it, but I, I will watch it with you. 8% critics, 18 audience. Brother. Brutal. Brutal. Really bad. Uh, Electra didn't do much better, though, from what oh, I see Oh, that next movie. To this. Oh, I did watch that. Uh, that was. The solo Electra yeah. movie. That was terrible. That's kind of, you know what? It's comparable to that a little bit. Yeah. Like, exactly like with the flaws with a lot of what they did with Electra, you can really cross over to Catwoman, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's bad and it's going at my number six. <laughs> Appropriately put, my friend. Thank you, Appropriately sir. put. Uh, all right, our top five. Matt, lead us off to number five. All right. Oh, God, I only I only put nine down. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Better do one on the fly. Um. Oh, God, I really thought I had ten listed here. What did I? What was the one you were going to put in the Dark Phoenix slot? Can that is that bad enough to make an appearance? What was it? Oh, I can't remember now. Anyways, okay, I'll I'll think of something. I'll think of something. I slipped up here. Um, we'll forgive you this time. Around. Yeah, I can't remember. All right, I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm going to put Batman Forever. Okay. Here. Um, 
for this one. I actually really liked Batman Forever. I I, I did. I, it's goofy. It was a very big change of pace. That um, very big change of pace from Tim Burton Batman's what yes. Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. This is the first Joel Schumacher. Yeah, that he did. And he took a very campy, but I thought kind of fun perspective on it. Um, Two Face was goofy. Riddler was goofy. I just, I really don't think it's as bad as as people thought it out to be. I I don't. I think people are just disappointed in the in the in the in the feeling and vibe um, that you know, in the feeling and vibe that uh, you know. Again, going from Tim Burton's serious one with with Penguin and Catwoman and the Joker to to the the. You know, Riddler doing high knees, like like you know, yeah. running in place, and you know, doing the riddler, riddles and stuff. I I like the end part, like I, I in, in Two Face just being goofy, and I like Robin, like I love Robin, and I'm sad that we haven't seen yeah, like Robin really. Sit, I mean, we did Batman and Robin, but I I really enjoyed Batman Forever, it, and people hate it. It is just. But I, I loved it. I, I always thought that Jim Carrey would do a really good, serious Riddler. Yeah. If they would have given him more of that, that's that's my only that's my only flaw with that Riddler in particular, is he's too goofy when he should be a little bit more cunning, like they did in in the Batman they they set everything up with him perfectly. Like he it was a big puzzle. Like, he made a giant puzzle out of the entire case that Batman was going after. And he should have been more sinister. Like, like the sinister aspect is really cool of him. Uh, Yeah, Batman Forever is definitely not as bad as Batman and Robin. It is definitely not as bad. My biggest gripe with it always, and I've been talking about this more recently, is the fact that, like, Chris O'Donnell's, like, 23 in that movie, like he's oh yeah, he he's does not, not look like a teenager. So when Bruce Wayne takes him in, it's like, dude, you're an adult. Go like live your life. Like you're, yeah, your parents died, but you're like 23. Like why are you living with this dude right now? <laughs> so I always I always felt weird about that in particular. But I liked Gotham. It wasn't the Gotham they did in that one wasn't as big and like weird as they did in the next one. Yeah. Um yeah, I I don't have too many problems with that movie. I would love to see the Joel Schumacher cut of that movie eventually cuz I've heard it's out there. The Joel Schumacher? There's a Joel Schumacher extended cut. Oh, an extended cut. That okay. Goes more into what he's feeling as far as like his origin and his struggles with like cuz they touch on it a lot. Yeah, in that like him falling into the cave for the first time and seeing the bat, and like they do stuff that dives more into that. And I would have loved to see like what the complete movie looked like of that. They got to release that at some they point, should. right? Like, I, what do you make something off of it? I yeah, it's it's wild. But I remember the action figures really cool. I almost put Batman and Robin on here, but I couldn't do bat nipples, so I'm yeah. That was that was so bad. It's bad. And it, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze. Like it looked cool, but just mm. oh, don't worry, it's coming. Oh, it is. It's okay. Coming. All right. Good to hear. So um, there it is. Batman Forever is my number five. Love it. Uh, also, total side note: Usher is headlining the Super Bowl this year. I see. In that. a weird. I'm excited for. I'm that. excited for it, but that's like a very random selection to have. Like coming. <laughs> Super. I random. don't understand why they, after all this time. 
Yeah, but, they've made a they've made a lot of question like questionable. But I remember like people being upset about Coldplay, and I fucking love Coldplay. They were great. They were great. And they did so good. They were great. They did so good. So yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Your number five. My, my number five is going to be, uh, the second Mike Myers movie I have on here, and it is the Cat in the Hat. Um, there was. Like in the era of the, the Jim Carrey Grinch and like all those weird movies that were coming out, this is one that that I just I no matter how many times I'm seeing it, I'm like, this is so weird. Yeah. It's just so weird and so like bizarre and also how did they get Alec Baldwin for that movie? I don't know. Why is Alec Baldwin in that movie? He's just, I, he's I, like a, just a douche, I guess. Yeah, and I I don't get, I I don't get how like they aligned everything the way they did to have that cast in it. Um, it's so bizarre, and everybody I know loves it. They like. I, there are people from our generation freaking love that movie. I do love it. And I think it's so, like, terrifying. I think it's a terrifying, goofy, weird-looking movie that, that like, I don't even know. It's more memeable than anything else to me Yeah, in, in this day and age. But I guess if you saw it at the right time, it has a soft spot with people's childhood and... I don't know. Maybe I saw it too late. Maybe you did. I just, yeah, like big Dr. Seuss fan personally. Yeah, uh, you know all his content and stuff, and uh, all his art. I should say content. Yeah, like me he's too. like, but, um, but yeah, it, it was. It, it did hit at the right time. I just love the comedic timing of it. I remember my grandmother would not watch the movie with us because she hated Michael Myers, and I don't oh, know yeah. why. But we ended up watching it, and like, did it, you know, we watched it amongst ourselves, and just I remember just laughing nonstop because it was so like they they had the, they captured like they did a good job of capturing like the Doctor Seuss essence and in the environment, right? We know his like buildings and stuff. They have very goofy architecture, and they did a good job of capturing that style of stuff. And they that, definitely did, and then yeah. it was just so zany and over the top. And and I thought they did a really good job of making a whatever it is hour and a half movie out of a you know however many pages the book the, the children's book was. I th- thought they did a good job, and they had like a lot of adult themes and stuff too. Yeah, they did that in the Grinch too, which yes. I, I always thought was so weird. Yeah, I don't know. My favorite meme that's ever come out of that is there's. <laughs> There's this picture I found online that I have saved on my phone of the end of one of the seasons of The Sopranos or close to it. Um, This one girl who, oh, man, you boot for her so hard through the series. She ends up uh, getting killed. It's uh, in the in the show. It's uh, Michael Imperioli's girlfriend. Okay, And you like she's she was tapped by the feds like a season before. And she ends up telling uh him everything and being like they they've been tapping me i'm so sorry and like saying that and you think she's like gonna be okay and then they're like oh chrissy's in the hospital and they they cut to her driving to the hospital and it's tony's right hand man that's driving her and you get this bad feeling in your stomach and then he just takes her out to the woods and you're like oh no and he pulls her out of the car and she's crawling away and he pulls the gun out and you just hear the shots like off screen. So I set that up because 
the meme I have is her crawling away, and instead it's Michael Myers' cat in the hat with the bat behind. <laughs> yes, yes. I freaking, I love that meme so much. It's so bad. It's so like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> That's nightmare fuel right there, man. 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right. On to our top four movies that are so bad they're good. All right. So I actually ended up salvaging um, that 10th one. I found a pretty good one. Actually, I'm going to put it. It it makes sense being up uh, a little higher. I really can't remember what I replaced Dark Phoenix with, um, and I'm sad that I forgot. But uh, for my number four, I'm going to go with uh, Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate all of these movies. I tolerate one of these movies, and that's the very, very first one. Yeah. Okay. So hear me out. Um, it's bad. Oh, I do remember what that movie was now. Yeah, it's too high. Um, it, it's definitely too high. So um, I like the very first Resident Evil movie. I tolerate it because it was actually about survival, where I feel like in the other movies, um, Alice or uh, Mila Jo. Jovovich, yes, yeah, was looking for trouble in all the other ones. Yeah, she kind of was, wasn't she? It felt like it. Yeah, like oh wow, her like instead of I'm gonna go hide and avoid enemy, I'm gonna go. She's after like these. hunting down people more than anything. Yeah, else. and I was like, that's not the Resident Evil vibe. No, at all. it's the, it literally lost its luster. But the very first one was wild. Um, I remember I got into a big Resident Evil craze in probably like 2004, 2005. And this is couple years after the first Resident Evil movie came out with Michelle Rodriguez and her and a couple other good people. And they took some, you know, it took some influence from the various games where they went to a mansion in the first one. and But they were instantly down in some laboratory. And they had the scene in the that laser hallway where they all got carved up. I remember my her. dad coming home from the movies and telling me about that scene. Where the where the laser was like just go like reading the patterns of yes. people and cutting them up. And, yeah, it was yeah. so yeah, it was so weird. But I remember <laughs> I remember finding it. Um, I remember finding it. I looked in the newspaper, the TV paper, and like, oh, it's gonna be on at four in the morning. So I woke up early, and that was early for me. Oh, so yeah, at four in the morning. Now it's like nothing. But I wake up, I watch this thing. I'm like, oh. It's not bad. Like it, it, there's zombies. There's a couple. You know, they draw a couple things where it's like they bring in the dogs, um, the zombie dogs. They had a liquor as the main like villain. Like there were some cool elements of it, and then the cliffhanger was was pretty neat. And I was like, okay, this isn't bad. It's not great. And in my opinion, it's the best Resident Evil movie that they've come out with. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch the full new one, but I heard it was bad. I stopped giving a shit after the five after five Resident Evil those those Resident Evil movies. Um, the second one, Resident Evil Apocalypse, was okay, but it was just it's just bad. It was just they just took like oh wow, what's this plug and play movie or video game characters as as movie characters and, and not you know make you not care about them. Yeah. It was terrible. But the very first one was um very first one was was good. Um I will I will I will accept the very first Resident Evil. Yeah. I I dog them so much. <laughs> the Netflix show was so bad too. It was awful. We didn't we purposely didn't watch it, but for the panel discussion we watched the last episode. We we made it a challenge that we had to watch the last episode 
no context, not understanding it, and we just we all watched it together and we just shat all over. It was so fucking stupid. So stupid. But there it is. Um I will accept the very first Resident Evil movie um with Mila Jovovich and Michelle Rodriguez. Love it. As my number four. Very good. Thank you. Um my number four is going to be Halloween Kills, which was the second newest one that they put out. Okay. Um so Halloween obviously Halloween is like one of the biggest franchises in the horror movie industry. And they've had a lot of ups and downs. But when they um revamped Halloween about like 10 or 12 years ago or so, it was really good. The first remake was really good and they had a lot of cool potential for where they could go with this. There was no way they could miss with the second movie. And they did, like, horrendously, like, really, really bad to the point where it almost ruined the lore of the whole franchise. Really? Because they made Michael unkillable to a ridiculous degree. Ridiculous degree. The whole town at the end of the movie is stabbing. Like, 15, 16 different people are, like, stabbing. They light him on fire. They do this. They're all standing around him. He's dead. He gets back up and, like, kills, like, almost the entire town. It was it was away from everything that Halloween has ever established with that character. Yeah. Away from all of it. And that's why I, I like the Scream franchises a lot, but in some of the like the middle movies kind of did that, but now they're bringing it back like the newest Scream that they did this past year was really good. My wife's seen it. She's said good things about yeah, it. Yeah, because they're because they're bringing it back to what it was. They're keeping it at its core content. This they were like, "Well, what the fuck is he like an alien now?" What is this? It was, if you talk to any, like, horror movie fanatic and you ask them about their movie, they'll they'll shun you forever. <laughs> Don't get DJ going in there about Halloween Kills because he will, I won't get him to stop. <laughs> like, it's 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 bad. And for a, a giant franchise movie that's supposed to be really, the kills are cool and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, like, Horror movies are good for that regardless. Like, there's always going to be some good concept. But for how much was behind that, to see it just totally change everything, it was almost like Cats where it was like you couldn't keep your eyes away from it because they're like, they're really doing this right now? <laughs> they're really doing it? And it's so bad that they kind of made it an <laughs> iconic movie, which is terrible to say. So Halloween Kills ended up at my number four. Very good. <laughs> Very good. It's bad, man. I watched the newer one where they threw him through a wood chipper at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the newest one that they did, that Halloween Ends yeah. one. Yeah, because that was the only... They, they established that that was, like, the only way to possibly kill him. And I can't believe he didn't pull, like, a Terminator 2 and, like, revamp from the liquid. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, was wait, I was waiting for something goofy. Yeah, we watched it on Halloween last year. And, uh, right, they came out? Around that time yeah, last yeah, year. yeah. My parents love to pick a, a scary movie and watch. <laughs> Man, I it's a total change of change of subject. But the first time I ever saw Terminator Two and that robot grew back from the liquid in the factory 
when he's like, after you see that first Terminator and you're like, oh, you put him through the machinery, like that's the way you stop him. Yeah. And then they get in the factory and they do that same thing and he reforms from like that liquid metal. You're like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> what kills this thing? T2 is so good. It is very Such good a movie. damn good movie. There's a lot of good scenes in that. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I I love it. Yeah. It's really good. All right. On to our top three bad movies to finish off. Okay. List. Here is what I came up with. So I remember, this is the this is where I'm going to put the one where I, f- I, I forgot a tenth. I, re- I thought of another tenth, and I was like, wait a second. I thought of a better or, or, or a better one that I could put in here. Excellent. So I'm going to go Mad Max Fury Road on here. <sighs> I still don't know what the hell the plot of that movie was, <sighs> but there was a lot of cool stuff in it. <laughs> I'm glad I I, I'm glad we movie. went through this. I love that. Movie. I do too, but I just, <laughs> I still don't understand it. Basically, the plot of the movie was we're gonna drive over here and then we're gonna drive back to where we started from. <laughs> it was hundred percent what that movie was. <laughs> it was like if you added if you made a dramatic movie about me driving to tops and back. Holy shit! I think you just ruined that movie for. <laughs> So I'm still going to watch it a million more times, but that's hilarious. I never thought of it like that. As soon as I walked to the movie theaters, I'm like, the whole movie was just a just a, <laughs> a there and back road trip. It was. They drove. They thought they were going to some woman town, and then they came back. Like, oh, oh take man. Out. And they fought a Mortem Joe and and the whole Valhalla and all this stuff. Wow. It was just It was a weird movie. I want to redo that intro to Mad Max now and put, like, the National Lampoon's vacation music over it. <laughs> you probably... <laughs> if, Holiday Road. <laughs> yes. I could see it. Now I, now it, it needs to exist somewhere. Yeah. It was just very weird. I didn't see the original, like, Mel Gibson ones, and I know they're, caught, they're, they're like, big hits. It just for me because Fury Road was the first one that I seen. Yes, it yeah, was, it was me a, too. It was a lot too. It was just different. Like Tom Hardy didn't talk a whole lot in it. He was a mute, and just the villains were f- weird. You know, there's a bunch of just old ladies getting milked, like in that room. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, water for the way milk, and, and we just it, it was just it was just very peculiar. And then my one friend. Kenny, he goes, he goes. Morton Joe's the hero in this. He tra- he had a whole discussion about Morton Joe. It's like, why would he want to waste all the water? Uh, the people he's got to protect himself and everybody. And it's like, uh, this is weird. It's definitely really weird. And, they, and he goes, he, he, then when they they open up the water for all the people, it's like, oh great, you just wasted all the water, all of it. Oh, it's all gone. <laughs> yeah, very peculiar movie, but Fury, Mad Max Fury Road, I still don't know what it was about, but it was just, it looked cool. The it was pretty as fuck. Vicious, That's, yes. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous as yeah. a movie. So good. But yeah, the plot was terrible. I don't know. I'm actually curious how that did. <laughs> it's, it's a good, it has a really solid score. I remember seeing that in theaters and being like, what the hell is this? But it was still so fun. I think It we, did very good. I think I, just, I saw it in 3D, too, and it was actually worth it to sick. see in 3D. It actually did very well. You're right. It, 8.1 on IMDb, 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. But I just, I don't know what the fuck. Like, like me... I, if there was no those action sequence weren't there, I I don't know what I don't know what I yeah. just watched. Yeah, that's definitely fair. again. It's seven, eight years later, and I'm still trying to put it together. This is this is how I can describe this movie. I um 
I went and saw it with um, my cousin and a, a friend of his. And after we walked out, the friend said, this was like the first thing he said. He was like, wow, that was an amazing movie to see stoned. <laughs> exactly. It was like, I could see that. Yeah. Like, I could see that. I could definitely <laughs> see all the colors and things popping for it. <laughs> Uh, very good. That's an excellent thank you buddy. put out there. Thank you. Um, my number three is going to be um, a movie in a franchise I'm watching now or rewatching currently. And the first movie is one of the most iconic movies ever. Afterwards, I don't know what the hell they're doing with some of these entries in there. And I'm talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm gonna uh. put, I'm gonna put the second one specifically in there. Okay. Because the second one has to be still kind of iconic because it's the, it's the second of the franchise. But, man, they start changing shit immediately with him. All of a sudden, Freddy has, like, powers that, like, you had no idea he had. They're introducing all these weird things. The dream sequences start to get really bizarre from that point. Yeah. It, 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 the phrases he says... Sometimes I'm walking around my apartment and I'll say something stupid in his voice just to make my wife laugh. He got like, corny. He yeah. gets like these weird, like, like I, I can't even think of one because they're so over the top. The one-liners, yeah, I got. <clears throat> like the one-liners that he has. Like, it, it's so, like he'll be in a car and be like, buckle up. <laughs> like something stupid like that that he would do. Um, this one in particular, like they're adding powers for him. He's totally off the mark from what they established the last movie. And then they're like, it, it, it just takes it a whole other weird direction. It's so weird. The second, after the second, it just starts getting so bad. Second one's bad. Third one, I think I remember being okay. Fourth one is terrible. Fifth one is terrible. They're just starting to get really bad. Once you get to Fred's Dead, which I think is the eighth one, Jesus. he's there's like a dream sequence where he's using the one kid, like he's playing a video game with him, and he's using a controller and bouncing the kid everywhere throughout his house. It's 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 so stupid. It's so stupid. But people love that stuff, man. It's... But iconic. I mean, the first one was incredible. The first one's really, that's, really good. That's the biggest shame of a lot of these horror movies is that they start off really good and then they just they they try and get too goofy and campy. Like yes. there's there's very few great scary horror movie series. Yep. Like The Conjuring might be the best one. I love the that's Conjuring. It, that whole series, trilogy or whatever it is. I think it's a trilogy now. Um those are good, but like, you know, you look at Halloween and Halloween or, or Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's like, okay, the first one shows promise, then they just get fucking dumber and dumber and dumber, and it's like, like you could, this could be so much better instead of just a, just a easy, like can't be. I, I, maybe that's what they're going for, but like, okay, let's buy a stupid scary movie, a, a bad yeah. scary movie. I, I don't, I, I feel like bad scary movies are, they're intentionally made, and I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, this one definitely seemed like it was almost intentionally bad. Yeah. Um, all right, on to our top two bad movies that are so bad they're good. Matt, number two. Okay. All right, this one is a... Uh, I might be one of its few adv like advocates, but it's so sad that this this is the 
last, well, technically last, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movie, but I'm going to go Spider-Man 3 for my number two. <laughs> yeah. I remember being in 10th grade and so excited that Venom was finally going to be live action. One of my favorite characters, right? Him and Spider-Man, or uh, him and, excuse me, Cyclops. Two of my favorites. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get Venom. And then you watch it. You see, the first two Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies are great, right? The Green Goblin one, like the the, uh, the Doctor Octopus one is really really good. And then Spider-Man three happens, and they just they felt like they just tried to do too much in it, right? You get a little bit of New Goblin, uh, which looked cool by the way. I actually liked the New Goblin look with the skateboard, the flying skateboard. Yeah, yeah. You get Sandman, which was really cool, and Venom, which is cool, but Venom was just too shortly utilized. It was just too much going on, and I don't think Topher Grace made a good Eddie Brock um, at all. I don't think he made a good Venom. Why not? <laughs> I couldn't. I, like, you want to know who would be? Like, Tom Hardy did a good job. He did a great job. But like, but Brock Lesnar. I was just going to say Lester. that same damn thing. He would be, especially if they had him like a guy even looking like him that was skinnier. And then after he turned into Venom and was getting more pumped up, yeah. all of a sudden, like actual Brock's on screen. Yes. That would be, yeah. That is the way, that would have been the way to go. Mm-hmm. But Brock Lesnar can't talk to save his life. That's no. his only issue. He's not a promo guy. But, um, it was cool. The ending is like neat. I love watching some of the scenes. Like I love the moment where Spider-Man's getting beat up by Sandman. Venom's got the webs around his neck and Venom's or Sandman's doing the big hammer fist thing. He's all big and Goblin comes up and hits him with the like hits with the with the grenades. Oh and yeah. That's a cool scene. I just I didn't like the very cool scene. I didn't like the oh we got a new layer to the to Uncle Ben's murder like plot. I thought it was just weird. Um, like, oh, we got this new wrinkle and and we just forgot about it that for however stupid. long year, yeah. you know, however many years. And like he ended up forgiving him at the end and, and all this stuff. And there's just it was just weird. But I, I, I could still find some joy in it. I, I thought they were gonna like at the end he was gonna be like, It wasn't me, and they were gonna like relate it back to being that original guy still. Yeah. But then it, he still, like, it was him. He shot him in the stomach, and it was like, what? So Spider-Man was just a murderer of an innocent guy now? Basically. Kind of? it, it really, really bad. Basically and essentially. Uh, that, and then the whole Mary Jane, like, uh, Gwen Stacy plot was just weird. Like, we got nowhere further with, with him and Mary Jane. Like, nowhere further. Like at, at He the punched the- her in the face in that movie. Yeah, it was bad. It was not good, and then yeah, Gwen Stacy. It's like it was just all out of order. So it was a it was a hot mess of a show or a movie, uh, but I I still find some value in it. So Spider Man Three is my number two. I love that movie. It, it, like it, I'll I'll always have a soft spot for those three. I really will. There uh, there used to be this. I I think they still exist on YouTube. There's this great channel on YouTube called How It Should Have Ended. Yeah. Um, and they did a Spider Man Three one, and they, I'll just never forget at the end of it. Uh, he's floating down with Mary Jane, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, this all went how I expected it to go. And she just looks at him and goes, you punched me in the face earlier. And they just end in silence, and that's how the video ends. <laughs> it so, but it, it summed it up so well. <laughs> it's like, how did you expect there was never going to be a happy ending with this? No. You dug yourselves into no. a hole with that. Yeah, it just did it. The, the, 
the overall story didn't seem resolved at mm-hmm. the end. And it was just weird. Yeah, very so, much so. Yeah, I, I think it, it's bad but good. So. Yeah. Uh, my number two on our bad but good movies is Trolls 2. Or Troll 2, I should say. I always say Trolls 2, but it's Troll, Troll 2, 2 is the movie. It is a. It is one of the most iconic bad movies that are so bad they're good movies out there. Oh. It's so weird. I've never seen Troll 1. I don't know how it exists or what it exists. The acting is so bad. It's so campy. Um, the trolls look so weird. This was one of the first. So Cheese Man uh, and Dave and I back in the day and like a couple of our other friends, we would we would have bad movie nights every once in a while where we'd try to find the worst movies that can that could possibly be going on. And we'd drink and we'd like just hang out and watch them and laugh at how stupid they were. And this was one of the first ones Steve brought to the table, and it lives up to how bad it is supposed to be. The the very famous meme that comes from this is the kid that's watching the trolls eat this other thing, and he goes, they're eating him. Then they're going to eat me. Oh my God! You've probably seen it online at some I point have. in the past, but it's it's so iconically bad. But it's one of those ones that when you're with your friends and you like just need something to put on, that's like a shitty movie in the background, and you bring that up, they're like, "Yes, yeah, put it on, put it on, let's laugh at I don't this." Know if I've ever seen this, it's worth it. It's worth it sitting down with Amy for a night and be like, "This is terrible." She'd probably love it. Yeah. She'd probably love it. <laughs> they, Troll two. I thought you were talking about like Trolls World Tour. No, and then you're like no. I'm like no. Troll, no not. Uh, Troll two, which is it, I'll I'll send you the oh my god clip because you'll don't. recognize it from like memes and stuff online. <laughs> uh, but it's it's one of the most notorious bad good movies out there. Uh, with, I will keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. You, you should. You I like the box should. art on it. I looked it up. <laughs> Very nice art. Definitely one of those ones you could have found like in Blockbuster. Two point nine on IMDb and yeah. a five percent Rotten Tomato. Yes, yeah, it's awful. It's it's brutal. Perfect. <laughs> All right, on to our number ones for our bad good movie list, Matt. All right, for my number one, I'm going to place. Uh, this is my favorite football movie of all time. All right, and it's also one that's very. It's it has a mixed reception in the world. Uh, it's Draft Day. <laughs> That's a good movie. I love that movie, and people hate it. I like that movie. I literally feel like I like I used to talk about it all the time. Like, man, I love this movie. Draft Day is great. And people are like, no, it's not. And they're like, and they're like, I'll they'll be like, I'll admit it's great or it's it's good if you can admit that um, this isn't how real NFL draft rooms are like. And I'm like, I, I don't care if you think it's good or not. I think it's good. Uh, I, I do. I so I we seen this. I was on a wrestling road trip in Newburgh, New York, twenty fourteen. It was me, Vince, Lakeem, and our buddy Kenny. And we went out there and we had a lot of time to kill. Our friend Kenny is from Newburgh. So we had just time to kill. And we're like, let's go see a movie. So we picked draft day. And I was wasn't a big Big, big football fan, like we talked about. I wasn't a big, big football fan at that point yet, but I enjoyed it. And um, we're watching. I'm like, this is good stuff. 
Like it's kind of cool. Obviously, it's a it's a drama. It's over exaggerated, but I think there's a lot of heart in the movie. There's a lot of fun scenes in it. Um, it's kind of yeah. It's, it's get like you know fives and sixes when it comes to reviews, and a lot of people like football fans don't like it. But a lot of non-football fans, I think, find some appreciation for the inner workings of it. But it, I thought it was cool. You know, you one of my favorite lines in movie history: "You pancake-eating motherfucker!" Like I love it. It's like he's, my picks back, and I want Johnny Putney or whatever the the punter's name is, and he called him a pancake-eating. And I was like, "This is so bad, so good. but so bad, but so good." So I love it. Um, I watch it every year ahead of the draft, our, our f- fantasy football drafts, and I watch it before the NFL draft, and it just puts me in the zone, man. It's good stuff. So draft day is my number one. I like it, and there's something about a Kevin Costner sports movie too that like it just has a feel to it, whether it's bad or good. Like yes. you gotta like there's Field of Dreams, which is the one of the most iconic movies of all time, but then he did like Bull Durham. Which is also a decent movie. He did a lot of be- a decent baseball movies. There's one called For Love of the Game. With I think him. I've seen that. It's him and Kelly Preston, and it's him throwing. He's like going through. It's kind of a shit movie, but it's. It's him, like, thinking about his personal life and, like, this relationship situation that's going on yeah. while he's pitching. And, like, he's so lost in his head that halfway through the game, he looks at the scoreboard and he realizes he's throwing a no-hitter. And uh, it's it's really it's really good, actually. It's a very – because by the end, he's locked into – um, to throwing this perfect game, yeah. And he gets back to his hotel room, and he's like sobbing because all he wants is to celebrate with like this girl that he was with. It's it's a decent movie. My dad has always turned me on to like bad good baseball movies like that too. Okay, um, but yeah, something about a Kevin Costner sports movie in general is good. And I do remember liking Draft Day because I was kind of like. Oh, it's kind of interesting that parts of this are really how the draft goes. Yes. Like they how they really have to finesse that shit. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it, there's so much more detail in, in reality, but it was kind of cool to get a glimpse. Like, wow, this stuff is actually a lot more complicated than the general person thinks. Yeah, 100%. A lot more complicated. So, um, yeah. Very good, man. We I did love it. that. Great, uh, great choice for a list. Thank you. I well, I have one more to, you do. to put the icing on for the I cake. Apologies. For this one. I apologize. No, you're good. Um, this is this is one we touched on being on here before, but I've talked about this movie to oh, yeah, everybody yeah. and their mother, and I wouldn't be who I was if I didn't put this as my number one, and it's Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. It's the most iconic bad good movie ever. The budget they had for this movie is ridiculous. The stuff, the amount of toys they sold for this movie is ridiculous, and I can tell you firsthand because I had a bunch of them. Same. I had, I had the Arnold Schwarzenegger Mr. Freeze. Yeah, um, I didn't have the Bane, but I definitely had a Chris O'Donnell Robin, a couple of them in the different outfits. A ba- Batman in like the silver, like the really decked yes. out one. I had the Alicia Silverstone Batgirl. I had all these different characters, and that's exactly what this movie was for. It was for the marketing purposes. They had the toys done for the movie before they even had the final uh, vehicle designs, 
and it screwed it because then they had to keep whatever the toy maker designs were. Yep. And that's why the vehicles look so terrible. Gotham looks so horrible. Why do you have statues that are as big as the Statue of Liberty every 10 feet in Gotham? Like, what is going on with that? Why do you have those things? Chris O'Donnell looks way too old to be Robin in that movie. Alicia Silverstone got so much heat for looking a little thicker than the average girl and being in the Batgirl costume, which is the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened in this world. so dumb. Schwarzenegger got top building over George Clooney. Mr. Freeze is over Batman in the title credits. You see it. Um, Uma Thurman, every pun out of her mouth is a sex pun, and that's not what Poison Ivy is really about. Correct. Bane doesn't speak any coherent English. Like, he definitely didn't pass third grade. It's it's terrible. It is so bad, but it's so good. Every pun that comes out is so quotable, and every stupid action sequence is so dumb to watch. When they are ten minutes into that movie... And both Batman and Robin click their heels together in that museum, and the ice skates pop out of their shoes. <laughs> You're like, it is over for this movie. It's over. They're really that prepared that they have ice skates that they could just pop out of their boots. Oh, my God. That's just a cool idea, now that you think about it's, it. I mean, yeah. Like, they're like Heelys, except for ice skates. <laughs> They're literally laying on their backs in the ice, look at each other real quick, and then I'm tap a- their heels together, and the ice skates pop out. It's, man, how did they think they were going to be prepared for that? There's a very specific 11 minutes that people will die if uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets, like freezes them. It's like, you have 11 minutes to, to get these people unthawed. Why 11 I'm trying minutes? To find, yeah, it's a very strange number. I'm it, trying to find ice skate No, shoes. please do. It's uh, not looking good. <laughs> the one, um, so there's one piece of trivia from this movie that I absolutely do love sharing with people, though. Um, the scientist in the beginning that Uma Thurman is working for is Pamela Isley, the guy who invent or who creates Bane with the serum. Yes. That guy is the voice of the Riddler in the Batman animated series. Is it really? Yes. So when you hear, next time you see that scene and you listen to him, listen to his voice and you're like, shit, that's the Riddler. Like that's, so they do kind of like, it's a movie where it's kind of like, okay, this is very Batman. Because camp Batman is super campy. Let's not forget that. Uh, But this is just, it's the worst Batman movie out there for a reason. And it's worth seeing if you haven't seen it. That's why it's so bad it's good, and that's why it makes nine number one. Excellent, my man. Thank you, sir. Very good list. Thank uh, you. I enjoyed doing this one for this sure. This is a fun choice. Yeah, you messaged me. I'm like, oh, cool. I, I always get excited, you know, waiting on your list. I like a kid on Christmas. like, what's Dan going to pick this week? <laughs> and you picked this one. I'm like, I got a bunch. Draft Day was the first one that came to my head. And the other ones were just kind of cool to think of and work out throughout. But yeah, this is a great time, man. Hell yeah. And great you've time. got a good list coming up next I have week. A very fun list. And we're going into the realm of food. Yes. We're going to do Listception. Yes. We're going to do the condiment list. Ooh. So what we're going to do is pick our favorite top 10 condiments and what we like to dunk. And then 
three, at least three things that we like to put either put them on or dunk in Ooh, them. Ooh, I like that a lot. So that is what we're going to do. And there's a lot of condiments out there. Um, a ton. A ton. You know, so there's there's a lot. And I, I just, I, we haven't done a food list in a little while, I don't think. Yeah. We, the it, summer one, right? It's, it's a good time to do a food list for sure. We did the f- summer one the last time, I think. And this will be a listception one will be really good for this one. I concur. So that is what we're going to do for uh, for next week when we uh, reconvene. Excellent. Love it. Um, until then, it was great being back in the studio Likewise. with you. Um, this was a fun list to be a part of. Make sure you're checking out every of uh, one of our shows on the network at BICBP-radio.com because there's plenty that is uh, being added right now and tons of shows to get into. And uh, as always, make sure you're taking care of your mental health and yourself and putting yourself first. And until next week, from Matt and myself, do you even list?